0: Welcome to Security Stories, where we're going to discuss the good, the bad, and the lies that come with being a security guard. In today's episode, we're going to go over more videos regarding security guards and things they can do better or things that they have completely failed on. Warning, this episode is likely to have inappropriate language and discussions involving violence. security guard finds crackhead holding a plant by global security Um, it's either a hotel motel or an apartment complex condominium all of those suck working security for those just it can be insanely difficult Um, if it's a hotel motel, it's usually in a bad area. Um, if it's an apartment complex or condominium, it could be good. It could be bad, but each of them comes with their own problems. Bad area. Uh, you're going to end up seeing drug deals, gang bang type stuff. Uh, tweakers, theft, vandalism, graffiti. Uh, if it's a good one, Copious amounts of Karens. Just angry people. It's kind of like an HOA. Just angry people who can't mind their own business. So they'll come report everything to you because they've got nothing better to do. Uh, John was playing his music too loud. Tiffany was working on her vehicle in her parking space. Stuff that you just do not care about whatsoever.
1: Up on a female holding a potted plant. Hello? How are you
2: doing?
1: Fine. Uh, something I
2: can help you with?
0: She says she's good, uh, but she is avoiding his gaze. He has his flashlight aimed uh, chest to waist level, so enough to see her but not blind her. She's holding the plant and appears to be eating something. Look after
3: Do you live here? Mm No? No. So So you have a boyfriend here? No, I went
0: to... (laughs) She's pouring water from a cup into the plant.
3: (laughs) You're like parked um, in the middle of the street. I'm just at the 7-Eleven down the street. And she called me in distress. And I, I was just eating. I pulled over to talk with her. I'm on my way to Cape Coral where I live now. Who are you talking to? My ex-boyfriend. Girlfriend. He's in jail. She's out of jail.
2: I thought you were talking to somebody that was in the car.
3: No, Mary said... No, we do FaceTime on the phone. I can't. All right. I can't have her
2: with me. So you don't live here? Uh, no, I live... Um... You parked in the middle of the street? Oh. Um.
3: Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. When I pulled over i have my headlights on it was dark i just parked right next to
2: that car all right well i, I was just what, worried about her would you who mary who's who's mary
3: she's
0: got a nice axon body cam my
3: ex-boyfriend's girlfriend on the phone i had her on the phone on facetime okay she called me crying like in distress all right she's she's in bad shape well
2: what what made you come here if you don't live here just
3: I, was, in the I was right over here at the Seven Eleven. I was pulling out, I was turning. The phone just started ringing, so I just pulled over real quick and I grabbed it because I saw it was her. Okay. Just started well, talking, and, and I was right.
0: Uh, he's kind of asking too many questions, in my opinion, on this. Um, security investigations. You know, you're not. It's not law enforcement. Okay. Uh, stick to bones, bare All right. Does he need to know every single detail? Probably not. Is, can sometimes it be entertaining? Yes. Uh, But also, why do you want to fill your head with just useless crap? Okay, you don't live here? Okay ma'am, can you please move your vehicle? You're blocking the road. Thank you. Real simple, real sweet. He doesn't need to know all the information there and she's providing the information, maybe out of a sense of obligation because he appears to be an authority figure. Um, at the same time, though, I don't want to discourage security guards from asking questions because you know, we are able to do our job based on the information we uncover, but you need to determine what's useful information and what's just garbage. There's all kinds of just BS information. You know, People will tell you a story all day long you know, run into your local tweaker and they will talk your ear off about random nonsensical BS. Okay, so you need to figure out what questions to ask quickly and figure out how to gather that information just as quickly and then move the situation on down the road. Okay, so you've determined she's not a resident. She pulled over because her phone was ringing. That's actually really smart to do, you know. Don't talk and drive at the same time. So she pulled over, you know, we've all seen bad drivers. She didn't pull into a parking space. Just ask her to move, move on. If she doesn't, you know, then inquire further, you know, make your presence more known, and if needs be, contact law enforcement. But for the purpose of this, okay, you're not a resident. Your vehicle's blocking the road for our tenants here. Please move. Too easy. Also, she might have been acting a little odd, but I don't know, not giving off those crackhead vibes and I've run into plenty of them in my time. So it looks like this will be a security encounter in Jacksonville, Florida
1: shut the camera off or I'll have to confiscate it. That's close enough, sir. I'm telling you to shut the camera off. What's your name? Jay Rodney. All right, let me see your Jay license. Reddy. Are you law it's enforcement? license. Are you law enforcement?
2: This property is private property and it's supposed to be... This looks
0: like we have a traditional white dress shirt, black slacks security uniform. Uh, the guy's got a yellow badge. And it looks like he's with g4s security uh the area that they're walking around with looks like a public road uh next to some sort of grassy area possibly a park could be a public easement there's some benches
1: you can't be taking pictures of it like this hey you're touching me get your hands off me please don't touch me i'm asking you
2: i'm asking you to stop
1: please back away from me
2: no I'm asking you to stop
1: please right back now. please back away I'm
2: taking me. pictures right now
1: sir please back away from me
2: you stop taking pictures and I'll back away I'm gonna step Fair away enough. from you
1: I'm gonna step away from you I'm gonna ask you not to step up and get to me again. are you armed? yes I am and stay away from me please
2: I am staying away but you
1: are not allowed to take pictures here says who says the government the government
0: not allowed to take pictures here says the government. Uh, Previously, we did an episode about, you know, not making stuff up as security. So this tells me he doesn't have a confident answer. He's not confident in what he's doing. The government. Really generic answer. No substance whatsoever. He couldn't say, well, per whichever law, per state law, per city law, and then, you know, come up with a statute, which there usually isn't any, uh, especially if you're in public. Uh, we've I think we've done enough of these uh, First Amendment audits, which this appears to be what this is, uh, for you to know that this activity is typically lawful.
2: Yeah, this is CSX property. All right? Okay.
1: And that's one of their things. If you are taking pictures, we're supposed to confiscate that. That's why I'm asking you to stop right now. I'm still taking pictures, sir. This is I'm on public property, I'm not on their property. You're not on property. Get on the street now. Sir, do you see this right here? What does it say? Bus stop? That's public
2: property.
0: They, have, they have right here. No, they do not. Catch 22 or- okay, so what he's uh, referring to here is there's no sidewalk next to the public road. Uh, there is a bus stop off of the public road into the grassy area. Uh, so effectively what that is is a public easement. There's no sidewalk provided, so people are allowed to travel on the immediate grassy area, especially if there's public utilities like light poles and fire hydrants and bus stops, things of that nature.
1: Sir, Why are you taking pictures? Uh, man. can't take...
0: Oh, it went right into a different video. Okay. Uh, what do we have here?
1: Pictures the port. Oh, really? Why? Because it's against
2: the law. What law is that? Federal law. So, uh, you know, that code You're not supposed to take any pictures. This is federal... Pro-
0: Okay. Another one of those where the security guard doesn't know what law it is. It's just a usually a policy. Okay. It's usually not a law. Uh, they'll say things like federal law, government law, but they will not know the statute. They will not know the ordinance, the city code, whatever. Uh, they'll just say the law. And this is poorly trained security. They've been given a policy to enforce, uh, but they've been given no substance behind that policy and how that policy affects areas outside of the immediate perimeter of their area of operation. So you'll have your property and whether it's a government property or private property, and that property will state there's to be no recording in this area. Okay, fine. But that typically translates to the security guard as no recording whatsoever And so when you're on public property, when you're on a sidewalk or a public easement, you can record anything you can see. And it doesn't matter what that is. But like we've covered previously, recording in public makes people nervous. makes businesses nervous. Uh, If it's a government building, they'll usually contact the police because reasonable concerns about terrorism or other possible crimes. Uh, But the thing about that is suspicious activity is not a crime. So there's a balance between investigating something and infringing on people's rights. And you as security, you know, you do not have law enforcement authority, so all you do is do your basic investigation. You know, Will the person cooperate? If they will, gather information, sure. Uh, if they're not willing to cooperate, just document. You're not a cop, you can't confiscate their stuff, you can't make them do anything. Uh, other than trespass them off the property. And if they become violent or aggressive, you might have cause uh, to get physical, but usually that's not the case. And also keep in mind that some of these auditors actually do want you to get violent or physical or aggressive in some way. They're recording this for a purpose, usually a YouTube channel or something like that but it's a great way for them to turn a lawsuit on you if you decide to do the wrong thing at the wrong time.
2: Property, it's against the law. If you want to
0: take pictures, you need to go inside and get permission. I mean, if I you don't, then you can't take it. Like this right nope. Do you want me to call the police?
1: So I'm taking photographs, then. No, you're not. You're not taking anything. Can you back away from me a little bit? I'm gonna step away from you, okay? I don't want you stop to- Stop me. taking the pictures. I'm videotaping and photographing, right? Hey, Richard! 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 Sir, I'm going to step away from
2: you.
0: Again. That was a bad move. Um, the security guard turned his back uh, to the person taking the photos. If the security guard felt that he was any kind of threat, which in this case I doubt he does uh, feel that he's any kind of threat, you don't ever show your back like that. But even then, even if you don't feel it's a threatening situation, things can 180 on you real quick. You know, do not. Put yourself in a compromised position always keep eyes on the person that you're supposed to be documenting that you were engaging with don't just I mean he's an older gentleman I don't know but always keep your eyes on them always keep your hands in a position able to defend yourself or others yeah this might be what you would consider a peaceful confrontation very uh, non-aggressive but at the same time Things can flip real easily, so you want to maintain that defensive posture.
1: Please give me some space. I'm telling you for the last time, stop. I'm taking photographs. No, you're not. You're not taking anything. I'm doing it right now with this. I don't care what you're taking. You can't take any pictures. Now, how many times do I have to tell you that? Uh, you're wrong. That's not yeah.
2: wrong. Yeah. I'll, I'll... There's a new way to raise your uh,
0: fighting score daddy. Okay, so the security guard goes to walk away, and the video ends there, so we're not sure what the final outcome is. Okay, so this looks like he's standing on a sidewalk, and he is recording a building, uh, stair steps going up to a building. Could be a courthouse, could be a government building, hard to say. Uh, There is a security guard to the left of him uh, wearing a traditional gray dress shirt and slacks and there is another gentleman to the right. Uh, He is in a blue suit with a lapel pin that appears to be a six-pointed badge and he's also wearing a large placard uh, with a six-pointed badge on it. So it's possible that he is some kind of law enforcement.
1: What law prevents me from doing this? Federal law, sir. What's the federal law? Right here.
0: Watch this. Okay, so he is asking the gentleman wearing the suit uh, what law it was, and instead of answering that question, uh, he turns to enter the building and says, I'm going to bring the marshals. Uh, so six-pointed badge, marshals, it's possible that this is a U.S. Marshals building. But if I remember correctly, the U.S. Marshals wear a five-pointed star badge. Uh, do a quick check on that. Okay, yeah, quick Google check. Uh, The badge of the U.S. Marshals is a five-pointed star. However, the insignia, which matches the lapel pin and the placard that the gentleman in the suit was wearing, is a six-pointed star. Has the American coat of arms on it, very official looking. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, the U.S. Marshals is the oldest law enforcement branch in the United States. Uh, They were founded uh, during George Washington's presidency. Taking another one. Oh, that's amusing. That's so amusing. Okay, so the security guard who was dressed in gray, uh, gray dress shirt and slacks, is now turning on his flashlight and putting it in a strobe function. Uh, This can be utilized to disorient a subject. Uh, It's something I've done before to try and kind of. somewhat disarm someone who is being aggressive towards me. Uh, However, it usually only works well at night. Uh, If you are utilizing your flashlight to do this, you can actually also disrupt recordings at night. Uh, During the day, if you've got a decent camera, and I mean, most cell phones today have a pretty decent camera, uh, it's not gonna stop it during the day. During night, it will significantly impact the recording. Uh, During the day, it doesn't, and even shown in this video, does not really do much. Well, that's unfortunate. The video ends right there. I was very curious to see how the U.S. Marshals would handle that.
2: No pictures of me.
1: Sir, can you back off, please? What? Back off, please. Okay, don't
0: take uh, It appears that a security guard um, or possible law enforcement hard to tell with that uniform uh, is having issues with someone taking pictures of him okay he's security then he just said he's going to call the cops it appears to be some sort of bus station that he's at and another security guard in a different uniform uh, is approaching him the first security guard was wearing all black uh, the second one is wearing a white shirt and black slack, so possibly a supervisor.
1: You are violating my public rights, privacy. Get your hands off my camera now. Get the camera off of Get There's your hands off my camera. camera off Don't touch me.
0: Uh, so, whoever this is, supervisor or not unknown, uh, he did place his hands on the person and the camera. That is a uh, big no go. Okay. A lot of security, unfortunately, are just not trained in First Amendment audits. Um, Allied is trying to make some headway, but honestly, their effort of you know, their definition of trying isn't really all that great. It's an online training course, and you know, just like PowerPoint slides or anything, like employees don't retain that information if you don't have discussions about it. Um, so, actually, if you look at a lot of videos, you'll see you know Securitas or Allied being some of the the two of the larger uh, security companies out there consistently failing First Amendment audits. And it's not so much that their company hasn't trained them for it, or they, you know, that all their guards are bad. It's just, they're significantly larger than other companies. So when issues arise, it's likely gonna be quantity.
1: What's your name, sir? What's your name? Oh, I want your name. You work for the, the county. I want your name right work now. I for the county. I'm gonna file a criminal complaint against you for assault. I didn't assault. I touched your hand.
2: You assaulted.
0: You were both, you were me. Actually, yeah, that uh, that comes up, and you know, whatever it might be called, uh, simple assault, battery. Yeah, you know, it basically is just unwanted touching. Okay, if you touch somebody, or you touch their property, uh, you've committed an assault or battery against them. Uh, whatever your city or state decides to codify it as.
1: And I asked you not to do it. Get your hands out of my face. Violating my, uh, my private please, please, calm down and keep your hands no, out of my face. No, you're going to listen to me.
0: Uh, there appears to be a conflict between two different sets of security agents. Uh, you have one, which is Votran, uh, so possibly some sort of transportation security for the buses, and another security company that's dressed in a different uniform. Uh, the gentleman in the white shirt uh, keeps saying he's violating my public rights. Um, that's, a, that's a big problem in America, uh, is that a lot of people get all of their rights information from TV cop shows, like Law and Order, and crap like that seldom will you find an educated american that is up to date on the constitution or their state statutes or their city codes they violated my rights how because you were offended that's not how that works The security guard dressed in black put his hand in front of the camera and appeared to move forward and then made a threatening gesture towards the recorder saying, touch me again. Uh, That's a common and bullshit tactic. Uh, You'll even see cops use it from time to time where they will uh, approach you aggressively, get within your space, and then touch you and then kind of flip it saying you touched them or put you in a position where you have no capability to not touch them. Uh, For example, placing their foot within your door so that you can't close it, and then if you attempt to, they arrest you for assaulting them. Uh, Security guards have done the same thing, and it's a bullshit tactic. It's fucked up to do that to somebody. Uh, It seems a lot of these end before we get any kind of you know, resolution is to seeing what happens. It's very unfortunate.
2: I'm having a conversation with my Yeah, I just want to what you're saying. It's
3: not your damn business.
2: Actually
0: it is. Okay, so we have a recorder who is walking up to security guards and recording them. Uh, he's on a public sidewalk outside of some buildings. Um, it's rude. It's definitely rude what he's doing. Uh, but we don't have any context as, well as to what else is going on. Did he have an engagement with these security guards prior to this? We don't know. Um, but the security guard saying, you know, it's none of your damn business what I'm talking with my security guard about. And yeah, it's not. But if you're talking in public, you know, you have no recourse, just step inside, step into a private place if you're trying to have a private conversation.
2: Walking off, you see us off? I'm hear
0: what
2: you're saying. You see me walk? you see me walk over here? You know what?
3: Yes,
2: sir, we are not allowed
0: to, I'm to use the another one where it ends too short. Uh, but it looked like a security officer was yelling at a sheriff's deputy, uh, according to some of the content of the video. Um, when one of the other security officers or guards says you uh, can't record in there, it's a library. Well, the library is public, so you can record in there. Uh, even if it's just in the lobby area, there is an area where you can typically record in all government buildings. Uh, so he says he's going to go to the bathroom, and the security guard points him to the bathroom, and the video ends.
2: This is, this is my cameraman, Jeff Gray. Okay, well, you can't film or record anything like that.
3: This is not a public building. This I is the office. This is it's an office, uh, if here. you want. So you meet her and go through the paperwork. Okay, sir. You
2: need to turn the camera you need to off and leave off. the building. Okay. okay. Can I have your name, please? Yeah. You. need to turn the camera off or leave the building. That's your choice. Okay. sir. we'll leave. Okay. okay.
3: Have a good day. I'd right. like you we'll your
2: name. To meet with you without. Sir, the I need your, name, your please? name,
3: please.
1: You don't need my name, sir. This is. Sir, can I have your name, please? Please leave the building. Sir, this please please is. Turn the camera off. Uh, this is the public uh, lobby area if we don't leave of a public if building. We don't leave place. the building. What will happen? To leave the building, if we don't Good. leave the building, what will happen? Then I will have to take the next step. What's the next step? We'll step okay. the next are- will you put your hands on us? Is that what you're saying? Nobody gonna put hands
0: on Okay, that's cool. I'm, I'm not turning the, the camera off. <laughs> uh, that. So that video ended there, but I found that very interesting uh, that they would not identify what that next step was in their threat. You know, you must return the camera off, so they want to know well, what happens if we don't. you need to leave. What happens if we don't? They're looking for an answer. They want to hear them say that they're going to violate their right in some way, or that uh, they're going to have them arrested, or they're going to call the police. That is what they are looking for. So always be cognizant of that when you're working security, and if something like this ever happens to you, okay, they are looking for you to say something stupid. All right, they are looking for you to try and violate their rights. Now, you're not law enforcement, so you're not really violating their rights, but that's something that can pop up and you could probably lose your job or get transferred to another site you know, because you decided to handle something uh, in a way that negatively impacts the client or negatively impacts uh, your job or your business as security, so if you're employer decides to determine that, no, you have negatively impacted our company by the image that you have now given uh, to the people. So, you know, you're terminated or you're transferred.
1: Excuse me sir, can you step away from me please? You're not allowed to be taking pictures here. Yeah. Sir, I'll step away
2: from me. You. You're not
1: allowed to be taking pictures here. you want me to call the cops?
0: Because you're trespassing. So it is an armed security officer. I think it's G4S. It's kind of hard to tell from the uniform. Uh, he does have a vest, and it appears to have possibly plates in it. It's a little hard to tell. Uh, but he is approaching him aggressively. This is a tactic you might be taught in security uh, to just continuously approach someone. Uh, This can be good and also bad Uh, Because if you're continuously approaching someone you can put them in their fight-or-flight resemblance and they might assault you Okay, you're not a cop. Okay, so they don't have that level of fear that they might have with cops approaching them in the same uh, position but it is something you can get to get people to Kind of back away and get off your property Continually to advance because they also don't know what you're going to do So if you're gonna do this, uh, you know, be prepared to actually take action. Uh, Don't try to use it so much as a threat. Uh, This guy's doing this kind of as a threat, getting him to back away, trying to get into his personal space. Uh, It's something you'll do to make someone feel really uncomfortable, but it can backfire on you and you can put them in fight or flight.
1: mistaken. No. Your name is Stevens. Who do you work for? Who do you work for?
0: Control. Yeah, it looks like G4S. Golf One Control. Gentlemen, can you
2: call the police?
1: The gentleman stretched back.
0: He does appear to be on a public easement. Uh, I'm not seeing any sidewalks available for him to travel. There appears to be a crosswalk nearby. Uh, And he does appear to be off the property, but it's quite possible that the property does own this little uh, island of land in between the roads. Sir, you're
1: either lying or you're ignorant, one or the other. You're either lying or you're ignorant, one or the other. No, I'm operating under the client's uh, orders mm-hmm. and this is public property. You have no business coming out here talking but to me on public property. Uh, pro- you do not have permission to, mean like to this? take pictures of the property. You mean like this? No, sir. You mean like this?
0: Interesting. Um, he's operating under the client's directive. A lot of security guards, and I think we've covered that a bit in the past, is they make mistakes based on client's directives. Um, They do things they're not supposed to based on the client's directive. The client doesn't care if you get fired, okay? They'll just get another security guard. Your company will provide another security guard. They don't care. They just want you to do what they tell you to do. And there's things you can't do. And if you have a good supervisor, okay, if your company is worth a damn, they will make sure... The client knows that there's things that security cannot do. And I noticed that the security guard did not uh, try to argue that he wasn't on private property. He was arguing the company line of do not take photos of the company. The funny thing is, not only is he out on public, so anybody who drives by can see it, um, pretty sure you can Google Earth that building. So it's kind of a moot point. You know, as long as they're not recording the interior, you know, whatever's outside is meant to be visible anyway. You want people to see your building to an extent. Um, You know, just drive around anywhere. You can see buildings anywhere. People get butthurt that you're recording the building, Um, at least when it's a government building or a military installation, it makes some amount of sense. They are operating under the premise that you might be a threat. Uh, Other people do it because they're uncomfortable
1: sir can you please back away from me no sir i'm a journalist with a investigative journalist got content for a story that i'm working on a news story i don't care and you have no business coming out here the client, client says that you're not allowed to take pictures your client has no bearing on what i do or don't do when i'm not on their property do you understand me this take. Is, go back to your post now property. go back to your post before you get in trouble go, sir sir go back to your post before you get in trouble
0: I do kind of hate to say it, but uh, usually when you see this, it's really young, inexperienced security guards, or it's really old security guards who are just stuck in their ways of this is how it's always been, we always do this for the client, we're here for the client. And yeah, we are here for the client, but there's stuff we just can't do. And if if it's not on your property, there is fuck all you can do about it. And that that is something that really needs to be bored through a lot of security guards' heads is, if it's not on your property, you can't do a thing about it. It's not yours. It's not in your purview. It's not your jurisdiction. Now, if you see like an actual crime happening, then yeah, you know, you can report it, and you might even be able to intervene. But if it's stuff that's really minor, like if you see a guy, if you see a guy panhandling on the sidewalk. He's on the sidewalk. There's nothing you can do. If you see him at the intersection, is the intersection your property? No. So the client might be like, oh, we don't want this guy in our area. Your area is whatever your property is. Just because you see something across the street or on a public easement, you know, and you might not like it, it's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is
0: G4S, okay, cool. It's just really hard to see that logo. So the security guard is on his phone, and it looks like he is being called back into his post, or he's just choosing to go back to his post.
2: DPD also continued to investigate a deadly shooting outside a nightclub. Uh, Police responding to a shooting outside the Ecstasy Cabaret. This is on North Stimmons Freeway. The shooting happening... About 5 a.m. yesterday now police say their investigation found 26 year old female security officer there was responsible for shooting 32 year old Shalanda Anderson another security guard also firing their weapon as well according to police. Now Anderson died. a Dallas County grand jury will review the case now in a statement from the Ecstasy Club they
0: That's always unfortunate. You know, working security, maybe some of the younger guys or some of the uh, tactical idiots, you know, want to get into some kind of armed altercation, think they're uh, Billy Badass, new sheriff in town. But the majority of security guards just want to have a nice, easy shift. You know, if they could sit there and watch TikTok and listen to audiobooks and whatnot, (laughs) they'd be perfectly happy doing that. You know, maybe drive their vehicle around, take a nice walk leisurely stroll get some exercise in and just have a nice boring night once you've had enough fights i guarantee you you look for those nice boring nights and you know to have to shoot somebody that's not something people want you know sometimes people say "Oh, will cop or security and you just want to have a uniform and a gun and go kill somebody no but that is not what you want nobody wants that on their head Maybe the inexperienced think they do, but then once it happens, that's something you live with. You know, even some of the minor altercations, uh, sometimes you'll have some regret. Could I have handled that better? Did it have to go down that way? And that's something you gotta live with too. And sometimes, maybe, maybe it could have gone down different, but it went down the way it did in the moment that it did because of your experience, because of your training, because of your fight or flight response. And, you know, sometimes there is a better answer, but it's always easy, you know, a quarterback something in hindsight. So when you're in the moment, sometimes you just make a decision and that's the decision you roll with and that's the decision you live with. And maybe it could have been better, but hindsight is a bitch
2: say a female security guard was run over by a woman who drove her vehicle into a group of security guards while um, motioning to that driver that she was going the wrong way through the club's parking lot. They say that guard has a number of broken bones from that incident and is going through surgery today, that according again to the business there.
0: That is uh, one of the more annoying jobs you'll do doing security is uh, traffic control direction of traffic, and you'll usually do this for parking lots or on closed private streets for public events, and yeah, it's just not fun, Uh, people can't drive at the best of times, and then here you are trying to direct people one way or the other, and people are morons, they really are. And sometimes it's like herding cats. They just don't understand your directions. And, you, you know, if your company is smart, they'll actually teach you some basic directions for traffic control. You know, getting cars to go left, right, stop, forward, etc. And Maybe they'll even give you a little uh, directional lawns, a little orange or yellow cones that you wave around. But people will still screw it up and people will still clip vehicles and they'll try and blame you. Ultimately though, all you're doing is telling them where to go. It's their responsibility not to crash their vehicle into stuff. So here we have an incident for whatever reason, security was directing traffic and the person driving the vehicle decided to drive into the security guards, uh, severely wounding one and another security guard then drew and discharged their weapon. Uh, that is probably not an unreasonable response. Uh, someone decided to use their vehicle to assault and potentially kill one of the security guards. So the other security guard uses their pistol to defend themselves. Uh, that, that's not necessarily unreasonable. I can't say I wouldn't do it in that situation. I very well might have. You know It's, uh, it's hard to judge after the fact, you know what people are going through in the moment. I shouldn't say hard to judge, people do it all the damn time.
4: Two years old, Shalonda Anderson did everything for her three young children. She just wanted the best of her kids, that's all she talked about. Shaking, crying, and at a loss for words. I want the world to know this is unbearable. Benita Lofton says her daughter was killed by a security guard outside of the Ecstasy Cabaret Strip Club in Dallas around 5 o'clock Saturday morning. Benita says Shalanda was there to have a good time that night. She had a good home. everybody came to her house every day. The club owner releasing this video saying Shalanda drove her car into a group of security guards. They claim that the security guard was pinned between the car and another vehicle, and the guard then shot the driver before anyone else was injured. Dallas police say a 26-year-old female security guard shot the victim. Moments later, another security guard Pulled out his gun, shot at the victim's car. Dallas police are investigating and the district attorney's office as well. They're asking for any witnesses who are at the club to please come forward and help piece this together. Shalonda's family doesn't believe the story the strip club is putting out there, despite the club owner willing to pay for her funeral. Enough is enough! Shalonda's family and friends protesting outside of the club, saying, shut it down. This community wants this cloud to be closed down. While they're demanding answers, Benita doesn't know how. She will raise her grandkids without their mother. For my grandbaby to come up to me and ask me, Granny, is my, is my mom in the school?
0: That's always sad. And like I said, it's you know not something any security guard wants to do. But that's something you'll also see huh, quite frequently. Whether right or wrong, whether true or not, families getting on TV and, or the community getting on TV and saying, oh, he was such a good boy, she was such a good girl, and you really got to match that up with the crime that happened. Was this just a mistake and the security guards responded in kind? Who knows? You know? Uh, But you'll see plenty of ones where, you know, little Johnny robs a convenience store. And one of the customers in the store shoots Johnny because Johnny decided to brandish a gun at everybody. Well, fuck Johnny, okay? You know, he could have been the best little go-to-church Sunday boy when he was a kid, but right now he's a guy robbing a store. Doesn't matter how cool your kid was when he was 12, now he's a grown-ass man and he's making mistakes. Life-ending mistakes. So don't feel bad about those ones. Okay, they chose their fate. They chose to do whatever they're doing.
2: I told you to get off the bike. You looked at me and did a trick and kept going. What, you didn't like the trick? No, I didn't like the trick. Could you go that way? What else is entertaining today? Could you go that way? What else is entertaining? Could you go 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 that way? Please. Could you go that way? I could go that way, too, if I wanted to, really. Go, Go over me, then. Huh? Go over me, then. You're ready, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna touch me, I'ma take your ass now. Huh? You touch me, you are security, you got no authority to do this, bro. I got authority to kick your ass out of here. Okay, and I'm leaving. So obviously, hey, I'm not laying hands on you. So what are you gonna put hands on me for? That's it. If you touch me, I'ma take your ass yeah. now. I'm not gonna touch you, am to. Alright, go there. Okay, so much as well. if you touch me, then I'll touch you, and it, the, whether that works. I'm...
0: Okay, so what's going on here is we have a mall security guard uh, who has an issue with a person utilizing a bicycle to do tricks inside the mall. That's understandable. That's not typically like you're outside. Uh, Previously, we've gone over, it's not worth it to go over people just skating and bicycling on a property. No, it's not really. Uh, You know, if it's out in a parking lot outside, sure. Inside, I can definitely see an issue with it because you have the potential to cause more injuries than you would if you were outside. Uh, Somebody walks out of a shop and all of a sudden gets hit by a bicycle. Now you're dealing with medical, you're dealing with police, you're dealing with potential lawsuits, you know. Those ones I can see. Yeah, kick the guy out expeditiously as possible. Uh, but what we're seeing here is the security guard is directing uh, the person with the bicycle to leave a specific way. The person with the bicycle is saying that they are going to leave the mall, but they want to go the other way. Um. Yeah, I can see this is an issue for the security guard. Uh, basically, the security guard has no reason to believe that the person with the bicycle is actually gonna leave the mall if they go the other way. So by directing them to leave a certain exit, uh, they believe that they can actually get the person out of the mall. And I believe that. Okay, it's, when you're trying to kick someone off the property, you want to try and control the way that they are leaving the property as best you're able to. Sometimes they just, you know, person leaves and they go the way they're gonna go, but if you can direct them a way that you want them to go, to mitigate any issues that's always preferable so the security guard is also then utilizing his body to block the person from gaining further access to the mall even if the person is being honest and saying that they are gonna leave they just want to leave through that other exit that's further into the mall Uh, the security guard has no reason to believe them wants them to leave through the most immediate exit that's understandable Uh, the security guard is also stating that if the person on the bicycle touches them, you know, he is then going to, in turn, assault them. So he is utilizing his body as a barricade to prevent further access to the mall and also making the threat of, if you touch me, I'm going to consider that an assault and therefore assault you in defense. Um, that you might not be as easily able to get away with. He probably shouldn't have threatened it. Uh, he should have just continued to block him. But uh, We'll see how it plays out.
2: Oh it
0: just ends right there okay so uh, yeah the guy uh, takes the bike and then starts uh, riding away and then the video ends
1: this morning a security guard is recovering in the hospital police say someone shot him in his bulletproof vest after stealing the guards gun This happened near Southeast 126th and Division early Sunday morning. The guard says he told the suspect to leave the private property when the suspect then lunged for that gun. In the scuffle, the guard did manage to release the gun's magazine, but the suspect shot him with the bullet that was still in the chamber. The bulletproof vest prevented any injury. Police say the suspect then ran off and has not been found.
0: Wow, that is insanely lucky. Uh, You always, always, always need to maintain positive control of your weapons and tools. Uh, So if you are going to carry a pistol as security, and if it's open carry, make sure that you have a proper retention holster. Uh, If you are carrying concealed, make sure you have a good enough holster that if you have to move, run, jump, whatever you're doing, that it's not just going to fall out of that holster. Um, And then it's really good that he was able uh, to drop the magazine and so that way the guy couldn't get multiple shots off. So really good that he was able to do that. Uh, some people might criticize the security guard for keeping around in the chamber. I do not. Uh, it all goes with your level of training and your comfortability. But, you know, there's also that factor of if you have to rack the slide in the moment, that is precious seconds that you just lost that could, you know, risk your life or risk the lives of others. It also brings into question about whether or not you should have a backup weapon that's concealed, whether it's an ankle pistol or a waist pistol or you know, interior coat, jacket pistol, whatever you want to call it, wherever you want to wear it, um, but it brings into question about whether or not if you lose control of your weapon, do you have a backup weapon? Uh, because he also took one round and the ch- and the plate carrier that he had took it Uh, But was he able to maintain combat effectiveness? Okay, yes, he took one round, and yes, I'm sure that hurt like hell. But was he able to stay in the fight because he had a backup weapon or not? We don't know that. That was just a quick 30-second blurb from the local media. Uh, We have no evidence from an investigation for law enforcement. But uh, considering to have a backup pistol is always something you should at least potentially plan for uh if your company doesn't provide one perhaps you can provide your own that's something you got to work out with your company that's something you got to also work out with your training Uh, because if you have a backup pistol depending on where you carry it you know let's say you're carrying it you know on your ankle do you practice an ankle draw you know do you practice drawing with your concealed weapon if it's on your waist and i bet the majority of the people will probably say no they don't practice they just practice with their duty weapon And even then, uh, how much practice do you really do? You know, do you go to the range at least once a month? You know, do you practice drawing from your holster? And do you practice engaging your safety or not? Do you practice uh, jam and misfire drills? And even police departments will say no. they I mean, they won't admit to it, but if you talk to some cops, they'll admit that their department doesn't have them do strenuous marksmanship or additional training beyond yearly quals. Some don't even do yearly quals. So whenever you get the chance, and yeah, it's probably going to cost you some money, but getting out there and getting some range time and doing some extra classes and getting some external instruction is not a bad way to go more information you have the more training you have it could save your life it could save the lives of others
4: police in fort lauderdale arrested a man accused of threatening a security guard with a gun outside a bar in wilton manors this happened friday night outside the gym sports bar on wilton drive in northeast 7th avenue 45 year old kenneth justison is facing several charges including use of a firearm under the influence of alcohol records show this is not his first run-in with the law
0: well, that guy is definitely lucky. He's still alive. Uh, security guard too, because I mean, you never know how a situation's going to play out. But fight or flight response from the security guard, you know, training, whatnot. If uh, you pull a weapon on a guard, you pull a weapon on anybody. You never know. They might be concealed carrying. You know, some states are uh, definitely very pro-2A. So, depending on where you are, you pull a gun on somebody, you could very well be dead. Hashtag on a t-shirt mama crying that Johnny was a good little boy. And do you really want that? No you don't. So maybe don't be stupid with your guns, huh? So this one is a little long but Its title is, You Can't Appear Homeless.
1: Rose Civil Rights Investigations. I'm here at the Welcome Center in uh, Tennessee, State Welcome Center. Uh, This is the Welcome Center as you enter Tennessee from Kentucky, going southbound. And here you can see there is a Veterans Memorial. It says, Tennessee and Vets dedicates this memorial to all veterans living or deceased have honorably served their country, that freedom may reign. September 19th, 1998, Governor Don Sundquist. All right, so I'm going to stand here. My family's on a road trip, and we stopped in here to uh, do what you do in the rest area. She's rest room. stretch your legs, get out of the car for a minute. But I'm gonna stand here for about 30, 45 minutes, stretch my legs, and hold the God Bless the Homeless Veteran sign. And welcome people to Tennessee. Let's see how it goes. Hello, sir. sir. Welcome to Tennessee. God bless all those veterans. Sir, come here. Can you come over here? Come over here and talk to me. Can you come over here and talk to me? How may I help you? Hey, you know, uh, panhandling is uh, illegal, right? That's fine. I agree. What's that got to do with me? You're panhandling. How do you know that? You're requesting people for money and donations. Uh, have you seen me do that? Uh, That's what he's saying. He's wrong. All right. Uh, well, they've asked you to to leave the property. Well, they don't have the authority to do that. Okay, so so what are you doing? I'm simply standing in front of a war memorial or a veterans memorial underneath the American flag, right? The flag of Tennessee, and is that the flag of Tennessee? Yeah, state flag. And POW flag, and I'm just saying God bless homeless veterans, people coming and going, saying, welcome to Tennessee, God bless homeless veterans, while I stretch my legs. Okay. That's all I'm doing. And he walked out, and he said, there's no panhandling. And I said, I agree. I'm not panhandling. He said, that's okay. That's okay. I'll get somebody out here to get rid of you. Okay. I'm like. You haven't been requesting anybody? No, sir. Some money from anybody? Not a penny. No? You haven't been, like, walking up to people's cars, knocking on the windows? No. Like that, no. For money? No, sir. No? You got any ID on me? Uh, am I suspected of a crime or anything? Doesn't it doesn't uh, you matter. You have to suspect me of a crime to one ID. You don't, actually. Uh, I'm here talking to you. Yeah.
3: And since I've made contact with you and I'm requesting you to identify yourself, you have to do so. That's the
1: law. Well, sir, I'm engaged in a constitutionally protected activity safeguarded by the First Amendment. This is freedom of speech, freedom of religion yeah. on public property. And gotcha. therefore, I am not giving any ID unless, well, I get it in my pocket right here. Okay. There's my I, and there's my D. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, you got a driver's license? I'm not going to answer any more questions. Like oh, I said, did you drive here? I'm not going to answer How'd any questions. I'm not going to answer any more questions. I'm just, like I said, I'm going to stretch my legs for about 30, 45 minutes, and I'll be on my way. Okay. How'd you get here, though? I'd rather not answer How'd any questions. Did you
3: walk up the interstate? I'm not um, answering. You didn't
1: walk all the way to
3: Kentucky, right? No. <laughs> you
1: didn't walk all the way here on the interstate, did you? I did not. No. Okay. But, uh, so you're saying none of these vehicles are yours? I'm not saying that. I didn't answer any questions. Yeah.
3: We got a driver's license
1: on you. Uh, I'm not answering. How about I just get your name? My name is Jeff. Jeff what? I'm not going to get my last name. You're not going to your last name? No, sir. All right. Well, I'll just be out here about another 30, 45 minutes. I'll be on my way. I'm just stretching my legs just like everybody else here, except for I just like to say God bless homeless vets while I do it. I got you. I'm a better than myself. Actually. Yeah.
0: It's a very interesting way to conduct an audit.
1: Yeah, I served in the Marine Corps four years before I came here. Okay. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, we're, we're at a bit of a standstill here because uh, I got to identify it. I mean, I, I asked you for your
3: identification and your name and everything, and you have to identify yourself. So.
1: But I'm not suspected of a crime, sir.
3: Well, that, in, in that, you're committing a crime.
1: What am I committing? But I have to have be been suspected of committing a crime. You're not
3: exhibiting me. How are you
1: doing, sir? I'm good. I'm standing here, like I was explaining to uh, Trooper Phillips. What's your name, Trooper? My name is Jeff. I've told him that. I'm stretching my legs. I stopped here, used the bathroom, stretched my legs just like everybody else does. And while I'm doing so, I'm standing in front of this Veterans Memorial underneath the American flag, the POW flag, and the state of Tennessee flag, yes, saying God bless the homeless veterans. And that's all I'm doing. But they have they asked to leave? They have not. Right. They-, they got called saying they asked to no, what he did is he came out and he said, uh, there's no panhandling. Yeah, okay. and I said, I understand. I'm not panhandling. Yeah, I see. I'm just saying God bless all yeah, no, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh He has not asked me to leave other than the trooper just said that they've asked me to leave. Okay. Well, let
3: me go talk to him. Who wants to leave when I have to
1: ask you to leave for this police? Yeah. I'm ask you to leave. Yeah, i was, I'm engaged in constitutional Constitution. just freedom of speech, freedom of religion on yeah, yeah. public property. I was just gonna. My legs are. You know, you sit in the car for so long. We
3: we'll go talk to. Uh, we we'll go talk to the manager. Dad's
1: group yeah. of people now. Okay. okay. Understood.
0: Definitely an interesting way to do an audit, and I have to say I approve of it he's literally standing in public just holding a sign and it's not for panhandling but working security you're going to see that a lot uh, with panhandlers they will hold a sign I'll say homeless or anything helps or etc etc um some really outlandish messages and as security yeah you go check it out but if that's all the person's doing and they're not on your property one it's not panhandling And two, they're not on your property, so you can't do anything about it anyway.
1: And he did come out, like, he came out and said that I'm not allowed to panhandle, and I said I agree, I'm not panhandling. He never asked me to leave or anything, so I got you.
3: Yes. Oh, so he, does, he doesn't want you out here as far as appearing like you're panhandling. I understand you're not trying to panhandle. Um, it's an appearance thing, No, basically because we're, we're here to provide a service to, to the public, right? Uh-huh. Um, we're here to provide a service to the public as far as having to use a bathroom and stretch the
2: legs and so on and so forth.
3: So, nothing, nothing's wrong with that, right? Right. You being here, there's nothing wrong with that. They're just asking that you not, not appear panhandling or anything like that. Um, so, they, they said if you continue just to stand out here and, and appear like you're panhandling, they are going to ask you.
1: So, okay. I was just going to say another 20 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes. You're staying here another 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. what? Uh, who are you with? Are you with somebody? You just uh, this? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd rather not answer any questions as far as that goes. I just, like a... I mean, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, uh, right. it's not like it's, it's
3: not like it's a criminal. Offense. I'm just asking if you were with some kind of.
0: That is something uh, law enforcement does, and sometimes you will see uh, security do it uh, to try and gather some more information. It might seem like a generic question, but based on how people answer that question, that kind of gives you prods and clues on how you should respond or how you should inquire further. Um, usually, your best bet is just stay quiet.
1: Veteran organization or, or something. No, like I just, uh, I just when I when I stop at rest areas, especially if there's a, a Veterans Memorial, uh-huh. you know, like while I'm stretching my legs, use the restroom, you know, I like to get out of the vehicle for, you know, for a while because I stay in the vehicle for a long time, I just really get my legs stretched out. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So, uh, are you just driving around, or are you working for a company? Uh, I'd, I'd rather not answer your questions like that right now. I'm I am on a road trip but okay. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. All I'm right. just out here shooting the bull at this point. Alright. Uh, uh,
3: well let me uh, let me see if he's willing to give you fifteen, twenty cuz like I said they run they run they do run the uh, the complex here, so All right. Uh,
1: it is up to them and they do have the authority to ask people to leave. Yeah. Okay. So, but... if I'm violating their rules or if I'm violating the law or something. I don't think they can just tell they want to leave to they, leave. They
3: have the authority especially if you're not going to identify yourself on, on property because the state
1: property we do have to have a, have a reason to wire uh, to IP. Right. So, well I'd, I'd like to stay for another 15 minutes if he says that's okay I will. Okay. If he wants me to leave I don't want to get arrested for trespassing yeah, or anything not, like yeah, that. We're not trying to start anything I, right. we're just we're you're doing the
3: job that's all. all right. So I appreciate you understanding. Understood. Uh, let me go talk to him. A bit. Okay. Alright dude so here, here's uh, I talked to him and Look, if you don't cause any issues out here, okay. okay. As long as you're, as long as you're not causing issues, you're not raising your voice at people in any kind of profanity manner, which you haven't done. Nobody's accusing you of doing. Okay. Um, if you if you want to peacefully stand out here with your sign, we will give you till two o'clock. Okay.
1: Um, two o'clock, then, then we'll ask you to leave. Okay. All right. Sound like a plan? That sounds good. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, guys. Yes, sir. Aye, sir. All right. Peace Y'all stay safe. stay
0: safe. Well, that ended interestingly. Um. Being that it's public property, state run property, he probably could force the issue and stay there longer, Uh, but he's gotten his point across, so just doesn't feel the need to. But when you do encounter panhandlers, you want to kind of just document them from a distance, actually ensure that they're panhandling, or in some cases you might have petitioners on your property. Uh, Those are the people that kind of go on, hey, can we get your signature for this, that, or the other thing. And sometimes property owners and management don't want petitioners on their property or anyone soliciting anything. Uh, Some are so aggressive about it, they don't even want, say, the Girl Scouts on their property selling cookies. So when you have that, it's best to just document it at a distance, take some photos, actually document that they're approaching people, interacting with people, Um, And then you also want to get a picture of whatever signage they're doing. So if you can do kind of a slow roll and be a little, not really incognito if you're in a marked vehicle, but discreetly, you know, take a photo and that way you can clearly document what exactly it is they're asking. So if you've got a guy on the sidewalk and he appears to be panhandling, yeah, go ahead and document it. You know, log it in your notebook, whatever. Uh, But he's on a sidewalk, nothing you can do about that. Uh, if he comes onto the property, and then at the very least, you've documented that hey, at this time at this location, uh, he was out here panhandling, and now at this time he has entered the property, so that just kind of helps your report along. Um, petitioners they'll de- they'll definitely operate on your property. Um, most property owners and management don't want people doing that, um, and they they might argue with you uh, for two reasons. One, they're either passionate about whatever the cause is. Or two, they're getting paid. Um, So some of them, some petitioners do get paid by how many signatures they get. Uh, So yeah, that is a thing. Um, And it's for politics and a lot of business owners, uh, property managers, property owners, they just don't want any of the political arguments or discussions that could create a negative situation on their private property. So it's easier just to say no petitioners whatsoever, no solicitors whatsoever, no panhandlers whatsoever. Kick them all off regardless of how well-intentioned their cause is. or Even if you agree with it, you know, management doesn't want it on, so you ask them politely to leave. Uh, The petitioners that are getting paid, they will usually keep coming back because they're trying to to operate in high-traffic areas. So shopping centers, malls, that kind of thing. Um, even if you tell them to leave, if you're not there, if your company's not there for a dedicated 8, 10 plus hours, full day service, whatever, they'll come back the moment you leave. They will watch you. They'll, and they usually operate out of a truck or a van or something, so that might be a way you can kind of track them. Uh, but they will watch you, and they'll figure out if you're not there for you know long periods of time, if you're only on a property for an hour to four They'll just time you and figure out how long you're gonna be there, when you show up, and they'll just operate around you. Sometimes they'll see you come onto the property and just leave, and in the moment, you'll you'll be sitting at the intersection, and you'll see their vehicle roll right back onto the property, and that's just the name of the game. Not all properties wanna hire full-time security. They'll say, you know, hey, we just want you here for an hour overnight, or hey, we just want you here for an hour in the morning, or maybe just a few hours around lunchtime, because that's when we're dealing with issues. And sometimes they'll say, oh, hey, uh, we'll hire you for four hours for the day, but we want it spaced out. So maybe if you can do an hour and then a couple hours later, come back. And you might encounter that with some security companies where your job might be to drive from location to location. And so there's no set time. They just want you to hit X number of spots, X number of times. And so you'll drive around the city and, okay, at this time I reached, you know, patrol site A. Okay, they only want us here for an hour. You log your hour. Okay, now driving to patrol site B, log in patrol site B, and then you usually get, you know, companies that do that, you usually get paid for not only the time you're on the site, but also all your travel time too. Um, at least you should be. They, if you're Especially if you're using a company vehicle, you should be clocked in for the whole time. If you're using your personal vehicle, uh, hopefully they pay you for mileage in between, um, as well as your time on, because you are conducting a company function, uh, so definitely look into that, make sure you're not being abused with your labor, uh, but those are things that can happen. I remember one site, they only wanted us there for 15 minutes, um, and it didn't matter when we showed up, they were just like, if you could show up between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m., any time between then, just show up for 15 minutes. And all we want you to do is check the doors and check the windows. And if something happened, you know, stay on site and file a report. But if nothing happened, then just 15 minutes and drive away. Very weird, weird property. But that's all they want you to do is check on the doors and windows and then leave. Um, And they don't care when you show up as long as it's between time and time. So, yeah, there are contracts that are like that. And there are some security companies that operate like that, where they'll have a driver whose job is just to drive around and check on properties for anywhere from 15 minutes to a few hours at a time. They're interesting contracts, but it also implies some risk, too, because you're driving all over the city, so that means you're driving with all the other people that don't know how to drive. So, always be careful. Ensure that you uh, have a vehicle camera, if you can, just to protect yourself. I think that's where we'll end today's episode. I hope I've given you something to think about as you explore your options and future plans of action while working security. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so through Anchor's listener support. Thank you, and as always, stay safe out there.